Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, Megan and I were inspired by a recent listen of an Ear Biscuits episode, which actually I think was like a re-upload yeah, that they like did. posted it. But it was a top 10 movies episode, and so Megan and I thought it'd be fun to do our own top 10 list, but we didn't know if we wanted to do movies or something else. So, so I posted a poll asking you guys, and to be fair, books was tied when we last checked, but then we decided, you know... It's our podcast and we want to do books. So that's what we're doing today. So today's going to be top 10 books from each of us. We're going to run through them. I am certain we'll have some overlap. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see where we put them within the ranking of our like our individual top 10s. Yeah. When we were making our lists, and we threw these together like fairly quickly, but I used my Goodreads and kind of, I started with, you know, all of my five-star reads, which I technically have 15 five-star reads. Um, and I do think most if not all of them I did kind of stick to that list because I'm like you know I was trying to do it for myself where I was like this is my top 10 list in theory I should have my like my top rated books on there so um but in terms of like placement on the list I did you know some influence for me some I wanted like a variety of different genres and it's hard to compare different genres because it's like um I don't know and I also kind of like have you know I'm on book talk so I see what other people think about different books and so Maybe that played a little bit of a role in terms of like, I want it to be like a broad, <laughs> I want it to be like a broad reach for like those top ones where I really think anyone can enjoy them. But nonetheless, I usually like, I did the same process of going through my Goodreads. I think that every book on my I guess top I was like, 10, I'm ready to jump in, but we still have other things that we talk about. I think every book on my top 10 list does have five stars. I think I did rate it five stars, but like I was looking at some of my four star books where I was like, maybe some of those could like sneak in. Cause like you get like some bias after time goes on of like you know maybe that one wasn't totally five stars Mm -hmm. or like maybe this one that I rated lower was like better than I gave it credit for at the time so yeah I was looking around but I do think everything ended up being five stars so and we have pretty similar tastes in books although I do know like you're certainly gonna I know one that's gonna be on yours that's not on mine (laughs) I think we have the same top book um but we're gonna we're gonna wait and we're gonna go through this together starting with our number 10 before we do that, we like to catch up. We do our weekly spotlights with you guys, so we will do that first. My weekly spotlight, I think, is going to be um, our little our little afternoon that we did yesterday, and also like this is on a spotlight, but I felt at least good about getting it done. But our yard has been full of weeds. I'm not going to go into it. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, and we have sprayed. I'm not saying that, like, maybe there's a magical weed killer spray that I don't know about that works for everyone else, and our dad has helped with, like, fertilizing the yard, blah, blah, Anyways, he's going to come help us do that again. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is, like, we are trying, we are putting in an effort, and these weeds still keep growing. And our yard, like, we kind of inherited when we bought the house, like, the yard's not awful, there are definitely worse yards, but, like, it's not great. So I think part of the problem is, like, it just already wasn't great, um... Nonetheless, I spent two hours yesterday 
picking weeds from the backyard because I'm we're going out and digging it by scratch because like I know you can like supposedly spray them. We've tried, hasn't worked. Um, but it's like I want the instant gratification of like They're my gone. yard sucks. It looks horrible right now. I want them gone because the weeds are so much taller than the rest of the grass. So yeah. It's like it's not worth mowing the yard because the grass isn't that long, but the weeds are like so ugly. Anyways, two hours doing that yesterday. It felt good getting it done, but like multiple times through i was just like i don't there are so many weeds i don't know if i can stay out here and keep doing this yeah but then it's i just like it never ends i just kept pushing through and i kind of was like oh i'm i'm like halfway done with this portion and i'm like oh i'm like i'm three quarters of the way done so slowly but surely we got it done and i keep I getting so annoyed with how everyone else is just like oh well, like just do this and i'm like oh my god as if i haven't done that everyone's just like well just like don't pick them spray them and i'm like oh my god we have do you think I would rather go on my hands and knees and pick them out by the root? I wouldn't. I've tried to spray them and nothing happens. So. And then my dad asks me what weed killer I'm using as if he's not the one that freaking bought it. So. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, my spotlight is that I finished my six-day work week uh, that I had to do this month. And it was, like, also just, like, the fact that it was Fourth of July week and I was, like, everyone else is only working, like, four days this week. And you did six. And I did six but I feel I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. So more money on the other side, <laughs> raking in the dough. <laughs> um, and Megan and I were talking me specifically, but like you get a one day weekend next week as well. But I'm like, I, my two weekends are like one day weekends in a row. Cause we're switching or we're shifting our schedule next week so that we can go to a wedding without taking any PTO. But I'm like, dang, kind of, but when you got a three day weekend, I know that's what I'm pushing through for. Plus I feel like, <clears throat> when you're working like by yourself on like a Sunday, I feel like it's kind of like you're just kind of there. Like it's not yeah, really working. working. Working on a weekend is not as bad as it sounds like it would be. Like I just was working yesterday yeah. and I still had like a nice full Saturday. Granted, it wasn't a full work day. I think I worked from like 1030 to like just before four. But I had a nice little morning that I got in and then I had like a good little afternoon that I guess you were going to talk about for your spotlight. Yeah. So after I got done pulling weeds, um, I... Did a couple things for like a video that we're doing next week or that I'm doing. Sierra can be in it as she wants, but I'm working on like a little book corner in my room. So I guess another fun thing since we're talking about books, um, I have a book cart now in my room. That's part of the reading corner. I bought it yesterday. We have books already that like I'm a little more attached to slash I bought them. So I already brought some of them up to my room because that bookshelf is getting kind of full anyways. And so I was happy to take some. And then also... Like, I want books in my room that, like, I'm more attached to. And so I had a bunch of books on my Kindle Unlimited that I have read that I really enjoy, but I don't have physical copies of. And I've never done this before, but I did it yesterday where I'm like, I've already read it, but I am not going to be going and buying the physical copy to have said book in physical form. Um, I still have, like, there's a couple that I bought that I actually still haven't read, but I have, like, other books that are by the same author in the same series and so I added them as well. To be honest, I bought them on Amazon. It wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Because I got seven books for like $77. You know, I've paid more for groceries. <laughs> so. And what brings you more joy? <clears throat> right. And so I'm excited to finish putting that together. My biggest thing that I'm having right now is like, I'm having a hard time figuring out what a good reading chair is going to be. And I'm trying to look at like Facebook Marketplace. But it's like a reading chair needs to be like, a good solid reading chair but it's also like I don't have like a size for like a living room style chair in my room 
So the best thing I've come up with right now is like a Papasan share. But I don't know. It's hard to find some that are like in stock. Like I have to order online and I'm like, I still need, I need it here by the time the video is supposed to go up. So mm-hmm. I'm having other like additional constraints going on Some too. logistical problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then we went to the beach, got some ice cream. We went to dinner at a new restaurant, got some Mexican food and then finished off the night by going to our dad's hot tub. So it's just like a, whatever I want to do tonight is what we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything, hopefully you guys can't hear like my stomach growling right now. Um, anything else before we get into our books? I think we're ready to jump in. Okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you want to do your honorable mentions first? I'll do it last. Okay. So starting from number 10, obviously we'll get better as the list goes on. My number 10 book is In My Dreams I Hold a Knife. Okay. That's also on my list. So I feel like this book has not gotten it was my as much wait i just realized i only have nine books so while you're talking let me come up with a tenth book um i feel like this book has not gotten nearly as much hype as perhaps like every other book on my list i don't know um it's by ashley winstead and basically the premise is that there's this group of college friends one of them died when they were in college and then someone from the friend group was like accused of the murder but never actually like convicted or tried or anything I don't think but then there's like I'll be like obviously this cloud over there kind of like oh like that person killed that girl in there in college friend group drifts apart and there's a college reunion like five or ten years later I don't remember how long it's been and they all come back together the brother of the girl who was murdered is kind of like in charge of the whole reunion and is on a mission to kind of like figure out which one of the friend group people killed his sister and it goes through like past and present timelines there's a lot of relationship drama within the friend group and so i feel like it was a good mix of obviously like that mr mystery thriller like murder mystery aspect of it but like also just like the drama and the relationships it felt like i was reading like a tv show yeah i was just gonna say that i put this at number eight um for all the same reasons it's like one of the few it's just hard for me to find like a good thriller mystery that like gives me like a five star feeling yeah, like because i feel like the biggest I've read issue a lot of me, great thrillers or suspense suspenseful books you don't care about the characters nine times out of ten so right. you can't like give it five stars you're like i mean it was good i didn't see that coming like if it was a good plot twist but, like i don't care that much does yeah. that make sense and i don't know what it was about that book specifically but like there was just so much going on but like in a good way it wasn't overwhelming it gave a lot of different like dimension and like different possibilities for the book to yeah and like could go you'd be like pointing to like one person in the friend group but then like it goes to like a flashback of the past of like what actually happened you're like oh like that makes sense now and I just like the ending was like just a really it was twisty and I was like whoa like this is this is crazy crazy stuff so that would be why I also had it on mine my number 10 if we've got people in here who are calling him for haters, they're going to be like, if we're starting off with this, but give me a second. 
Okay. I have some Colleen Hoover books in mine as well. My number 10 is Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. That's my number seven. Now, arguably, here's the thing. This was me, like, with how did I want to order stuff. I have one other Colleen Hoover book on here. I think I have one other one, too. Um, I wanted it to put Ugly Love on here because it is probably my favorite of her, like, romance-specific books. And I know that, like, if you nitpick into it, or you've heard rumblings and weird things about this book. It is weird. That you have cannot look you off it. from it. Stop looking at all those nitty gritty details and just give the book a try. Here's the thing. This list, and this is true for every reader out there, I'm sure, is a culmination of like literary masterpieces that we've read and books that you have just like bulldozed your way through because you yeah. like could not Here's stop reading it. It really confuses me kind of because like when some people say like, they kind of like don't get the Colleen Hoover hype, but they'll read a book in two seconds flat from her. And I'm like, so you're telling me you weren't eating up that entire book, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't just like keep flying through a book that you don't like. It takes me forever to get to a book that like is I'm not enjoying. So Colleen Hoover's books, like they do that. I like someone, if you've never read before, pick up like her top rated book. And I'm guessing you're probably gonna be like, I didn't know I could read a book that fast. Yeah. That's like how we both read Colleen Hoover books like when we were first getting back into reading mm-hmm. and weirdly enough like not knowing all of, like the hype around her but I was just like oh wow like I didn't know I could be that like interested and enthralled in a book and like pick reading a book over watching tv or something yeah. so if you want to get really invested in just like storyline and characters like she's hyped up for a reason like am I opinion. saying she's like a literary mastermind no but that's not why I read her books right so Ugly Love is about um Tate and Miles um, it's got like brother's best friend trope. Um, I don't know. I'm like, am I giving a whole summary? What's the book even about? Um, they basically, basically friends just with benefits. Up, yeah. Um, and then the then Tate starts like developing feelings and like she's not sure if they're gonna be able to be reciprocated. Miles is very like, I don't want a relationship. I'm just yeah. not ready for that. And I know it has flashbacks <laughs> between past and present. I know that the past is weird. Okay. I usually I mostly like the present timeline. The past timeline is weird. It is, but it whatever. Is. <laughs> Still enjoyable. I can't change the book, but I did eat it up. Like, I can't deny that. So that would be my top 10, or my 10, number 10. Okay. My number nine book is The Silent Patient. I have this up at number three. Wow. Okay. I, I know. I think that part of it is because there's been so much time. Like, The Silent Patient was probably, like, the second or third book that I read getting back into my reading journey. And so... Um, it's by Alex Michaelides, I think is how you say the other's name, which by the way, he has like a third book coming out next year or something. I'm excited. Um, but basically the main character, his name is Theo Faber. I was like, he even comes up in like the maidens too. Yeah. Makes a little cameo. So he is a psychotherapist and he wants to go to this place (laughs) called the Grove and work with one of the patients. Her name's Alicia Berenson and she hasn't spoken since she murdered her husband and he wants to know why she hasn't spoken. So he wants to, like, psychoanalyze her and interview her and see if he can get her to start talking. And so there's, like, a flash between timelines of, like, Theo is dealing with his own personal issues within his life. So you get kind of, like, more of an inside scoop on what's going on with Like, him. it follows him, most of the story. Yeah. His but then also there's, life, like, him at the Grove. Alicia Berenson's journal entries. That's how we, like, get the past from her point of view since she's not talking. Um, so we see some journal entries from her. We also get, like, the present timeline of, like, him trying to work with her and her just, like, not speaking. And it sounds like for a book where, like, it's, like, mostly one-sided, the other person's not really talking. 
it was like still very engaging and I do think because a lot of people there's a huge plot twist in this book I do think that the more you have read just in general the more you're going to see the plot twist coming but since that was one of the first books that we read it is I still like no to thoughts. this day like the biggest plot twist I've ever read in a book ever like my mouth was on the floor so and it, you're right it could be because I wasn't really thinking of like what was going on or what the twist was going to be um but for that reason like I felt like I had to put like a thriller type of book up so high because like I wanted some variety in my top books and if I were to recommend a thriller book like that's probably the one I'm most often recommending Mm -hmm. like if you have not read a ton and you want to get into it like read that one as one of your first books then you're gonna enjoy it so much more I feel like like you're gonna find a lot of other thrillers and mysteries you enjoy but I just feel like that one like the earlier you get to it probably the better it's gonna be to experience so my number nine this is the one I the one I just added in here because I was like I need 10 books um but I added mine would be you by Kay Jamila I've already talked about this book quite a bit I feel like either on our YouTube videos or other book videos we've done or book episodes we've done um but it's just a it's on Kindle Unlimited that's how I found it it's not talked about a lot and I'm not gonna remember the character's name but essentially the premise is the female main character um she actually has been out of the relationship for a while, but uh, she was in a long-term relationship, and then she is out with her friends and meets this guy, and then she ends up, like, going over to his place, but, like, they don't do anything, but she wakes up the next day and, like, leaves and realizes that she, like, well, they really hit it off at the bar, and then she's leaving the next morning, and she's like, oh, I didn't get his name or number or anything. Then it flashes forward a little bit, and she gets invited to her ex-boyfriend's wedding because they were all like her and her friends like they were all like a little friend group so you're kind of like why would you be invited to your ex's wedding but like they were friends so that's why she was invited um but then it turns out that that guy is the best man at the wedding so all of a sudden now they're reacquainted and from there like the whole book's basically just like them growing into a relationship and sometimes like romances that have like issues and conflicts are good sometimes but then there's also just like the feel-good romance books and that's what this is and so well, I think it's more like the reason that it works is because the female main character is like not sure if she like is ready to be in a relationship wants to be in a relationship and the guy's yeah. like no like just we're enjoying spending time together like just like let it happen mm-hmm. and so it's like kind of them working their way through that until they eventually end up together so I read it too I enjoyed it it's not on my list but I did enjoy it okay um number eight my number eight is all roads lead here by mariana zapata it's not on my list so this one is i think i've read two mariana zapata books the other one fell a little bit flat for me that was uh from i know it's made me kind of scared because i've also i read that one first and then i read um the wall of winnipeg and me and it just it makes me nervous because like her books are so long i'm nervous about like picking up another one to read because like it wasn't like the second one wasn't worth the payout the first one was and so it's like do you want to commit anyway so all roads lead here mariana zapata is like the queen of slow burn romance and so it's a romance book that like doesn't get to like true romance like i don't think the main characters even kiss until like 80 to 90 percent of the way through the book or something so it's just like the entire time you're like and some people oh my love God. that tension they really get together do. i mean that's like the why you're reading because you're just like you're how like, much longer until they're together um i don't but remember they're so long like 
a slow burn should not have to be that long. I don't remember the main character's name, but essentially she, I think they're in Colorado or something, some place with a lot of hiking. She goes there because her mom, I think, lived there and grew up there and like did all these hikes and stuff. Her mom has passed away and so she wants to like reconnect with her mom by going on all these hikes that her mom would do. And she ends up booking... It's, like, not an Airbnb, but, like, she finds a website so where a place she, above the garage. Yeah. And she's and like, it, okay, yeah. She ends up booking it through this guy's, like, teenage son. She doesn't know that. But then, like, the dad is like, I, you can't stay here. Like, I didn't agree to this. And then he feels bad, so he's like, okay, whatever. You can't stay here. And so she's living on their property while the dad and son are living in their house, like, across the driveway. And the girl just, like, kind of runs into, like, some issues here and there where, like, the dad needs to help her out. And they just, like, start to get closer and bond um and then you're like get together get together and um obviously it takes a very long time but she just like gets to know the area and the people around there she like gets a job there just really tries to become one with this new place that she's living in and yeah I quite enjoyed it I enjoyed the slow burn for once and it was great I already said what my number eight was in my dreams. I hold a knife by Ashley Winstead. So we can just go to number seven. Yeah, you can go. Um, my number seven is happy place by Emily Henry. I actually technically am unsure if beach read or happy place is my new favorite Emily Henry book, but since I know you have beach read on yours, I'm guessing, um, I only have happy place by Emily Henry on here, or that's my Emily Henry book that I put on here. Um, I just read it like last week and it was, a five-star read for me. No Happy question. Place is my number five. Oh, okay. So you have multiple Emily Henry books? Yes. Not surprised. Um, I'm really bad at summarizing books. What's the main character's name? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, basically, for this book, um, this friend group is going to, like, they're reuniting at this um, beach house that one of their friends has that they like, grew up, well, not grew up, they were in college, they were going to it all the time. And now they're all off living their own separate lives. And the... Harriet and Wynn. Those are the characters. Harriet is <clears throat> a doctor and her and Wynn were engaged. And all their friend group like, thinks they're still engaged. But they actually had broken up a few months before. And so Harriet shows up to the lake house thinking she's just here to have a good time for a week with her friends. And she doesn't think that Wynn is going to be there. But he is when she shows up. And so they all of a sudden now are like, okay, well, we have to... Their friends are getting married. So like that was like the surprise of like, we're getting married. So they don't want to like ruin the mood all week by like saying like, we're not together anymore. So they decide that they're going to just like pretend that they're still dating for the time being. And so... so it's like a fake dating a lot trope, of people, <laughs> but like they were dating. Like a lot of people I feel like kind of say like this book is like sad or cry at different points, but like... I didn't feel that way about yeah, this book. Yeah, I didn't either. So, like, so no, if someone said, like, nothing about that to me, I would have thought, like, this is any other romance book ever, probably. Just in terms of, like, I don't think there were, like, that many, like, sad parts. I will say, because some people, I think some frustrations they have with this book is, like, miscommunication. But I, because I hate miscommunication. But I really feel like in this book, when it was an issue in their relationship, like, it made sense. And, like, they have a lot on their shoulders when their relationship was hard that I think like how their relationship kind of like fizzled out made sense Mm -hmm. and like I felt like it was a realistic way in which like they kind of come back to each other um I really enjoyed the book it also has like past and present um 
timeline. Mm-hmm. I also gave that one five stars. I said, you know, that was my number five on here. So other reasons that I enjoyed it were like the mix of like past and present timelines where you get to see like them like kind of falling in love a little bit when they were in college. But then like the sweet moments of like when they're like fake dating in the present and you're like, well, obviously like they have to play a part because they're like supposed to be together. But then it's like, or do you still like each other? And so then I'm like, giddy reading it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Your number seven. My number seven is Ugly Love. So there you got that one. Okay. My number six is Reminders of Him. <laughs> I, because this one I also technically rated five stars. So I was like, you know, I was thinking which do I want to include. But I was, I was capping myself at two Colleen Hoover books that I wanted to include. And like that just, it didn't make the cut. So Reminders of Him is the main character. I think her name is McKenna. Mm-hmm. She is coming back to this like small town because her daughter is currently living with her boyfriend's parents and she's been in prison she just got out and so you're kind of like why was this girl in prison like what's going on with her life and she's trying to get custody of her daughter again but she knows she's like not welcome within this town because of like why she was in prison and then like in the beginning of the book she meets this guy who i think owns like a restaurant type of bar his name is ledger they kind of hit it off a little bit and she realizes that Ledger is a lot more involved in her daughter's life than she like ever even imagined because it was just like a stranger to her. She didn't even know who this guy was. And so the book follows them not only falling in love, of course, but then navigating the difficulties of like her trying to get custody of her daughter back. And, and the relationship he's, like, between them two because he's like, like, I don't know if she things. should get custody back. Like he's iffy because he's kind of involved with her boyfriend's family and he's just like, I don't know what to do. And so, yeah, I loved that book. It was a great book. My number six was Verity by Colleen Hoover. Um, I was kind of looking through um, on Goodreads. I believe this is her second most highly rated book. Reminders of Him had like a 4.43. And um, Verity had like a 4.3 something. If if you've read Colleen Hoover and you were like, I didn't know about this, read this one because I feel like everyone, like I don't hear bad things about Verity everyone usually really enjoys it and it's like not really it is kind of a romance but it's more of like a thriller because like okay i've just like i've never quite had the experience that i had when i was reading this book where like i was actively just kind of like getting the heebie-jeebies and like kind of freaked out during different parts of the book the premise is i don't remember characters names at all um jeremy is the guy the female main character is lowen lowen she's an author and she, the male main character, Jeremy, his wife was, like, in an accident, but, like, wasn't publicized. But she was also an author, and she's not able to, like, finish these books that she'd been working on. And so Jeremy approaches Lowen saying, you know, we th- I we want you to, ghost like, write it. ghost write and finish these books for her. And so she does that. She moves back in. Well, she moves in with well, them. Well, she moves in with them. Moves back in. She moves in with them so she can stay at, like, their house and, like, use um her office and kind of like go through like the, the materials of like what uh i don't remember the other author verity oh, yeah <laughs> what verity had like planned for like the series so she can kind of like get in her head a little bit and meanwhile verity is like i would say comatose but she's not she is like in the house still but like she's had this accident and now she basically like is in bed all day and like alive but like not really there and there's just there are weird creepy things that happen in this book and 
I'm sure if you've heard anything about Verity, you hear stuff about like team manuscript or team letter. letter. Team manuscript all the way. You cannot convince me otherwise. Like I honestly don't think Klein Hoover even like to my in my mind, you can prove your team manuscript. So I don't even know if Klein team Hoover, manuscript is canon. Yeah, uh, and that's what most people are, I think. But if you want to know what we're talking about, you better read the freaking book. So my number five was Happy Place. Already went over that one. My number five is As Good as Dead by Holly Jackson. Mm. Slash, this is a good <laughs> shout out to the, for the entire A Good Girl's Guide to Murder That's series. Probably my favorite YA series it that is absolutely read. my favorite YA series. And the other series that I've read include Truly Devious and Inheritance Games. Like those are also pretty popular. But like they don't hold a candle to this one. Even <laughs> though like I most of my rated five four <laughs> like stars. I did rate them all four stars. <laughs> except this one, I rated five stars. And it deserves five stars. The whole premise of some the people series, have an issue with the last book. Like some people don't like the intense. No, twist that's that what it I took. loved about it because I so wasn't expecting like how crazy crazy things were gonna get. Like that's what I appreciated about it because why don't you give a summary of what the series is about? The series <laughs> is about Pip. She is a junior or senior in high school, and she has to create a. I think she's a senior because it's like her senior project. Um, there was a murder that took place in their town. That, like, everyone thinks they know what happened. Supposedly, uh, Sal, who was, like, what... He's, like, he was a couple years older than Pip. Well, he... Anyways. <laughs> um, and he supposedly killed his girlfriend at the time. I don't remember her name. Andy Bell. Andy Bell. And so, that's, like, everyone knows that. That's just, like, that happened. And Pip is deciding to do a project where she's, like, that's actually not what happened. And I'm going to prove that that's not what happened. Because she's... I don't know if she's just, like, trying to prove that that's not what happened or, like, if she had her own theory. I don't remember entirely. But she decides she's going to create a podcast to, like, go through the case again. And so that's her senior project. So in order to create a podcast, she's needing to do some investigating and all that. She gets involved with Sal's younger brother, who's in her grade. And there's a little, like, slight romance like subplot YA there. romance. Um, they do end up dating. Yeah. So, like. And... But he's also trying to, like, help her as, like, she's investigating stuff to, like, figure out. Because he's trying to be, like, my brother didn't do this. So she's, like, or he's trying to help with the podcast. And so that's what the first one focuses on. Really engaging, interesting. There's a lot of, like, mixed media type stuff where you're, like, hearing the audio recordings of the podcast. You're kind of, like, seeing different items as it relates to the investigation. Just, like, it's a really fun, interesting read. Second book, a little different. I'm trying... Basically, when I was reading the series, I was like, how are we going to keep this series going if we just talk about, like, the Andy Bell case and kind of, like, resolved it, quote unquote. But the second book doesn't focus on that. Also, just, like, I can't remember remembering now what it's about. Um, Related, but different. Still very interesting. Different set of circumstances going on. Third book, I'm like, okay, now I really don't understand how we're keeping this thing going because, like, this town's going crazy. This is a small town. How is all this happening is what I was wondering. But then Holly Jackson does a beautiful job. Like everything everything. makes sense. Why all this is going on makes sense in this town. It she took it up a notch in this book because like the stakes it was are just, way higher. Yeah. In this book. So I really enjoyed that. I was like, I can't believe the series is turning out this way. But I really enjoyed it. Um, so I had to give it five stars in this good shout out to the whole series yeah. i also gave that last book a five star rating so i enjoyed it as well and i liked the kind of darker 
Me crazy twist that it took. I know some people had issue with that because it felt like a different tone than the rest of the series. But, but I thought it deserved higher stakes. Yeah. I think for so the last too. one. Okay. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best—it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line—it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. My number four is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. So uh, Book Lovers is about, I always forget like the female main character's name. The guy is Charlie Lastra. I don't remember what the girl's name is. Um, Charlie is a literary agent and then the female main character is an author and then I, she like pitches an idea or something to him for a book he hates the idea like turns it down and they kind of like dislike each other from that meeting and that shows like that's in the beginning of the book and then it flashes to like a couple years later her book is getting made into a movie I think um and so then her sister is like oh like let's travel to the place that you like base your book off of they travel there it's not quite as nice and glamorous as they had originally thought it would be and then they come to find out that Charlie, the literary agent, is, like, from that town. And he's, like, visiting there. And so they, like, run into each other, have to, like, work together on a new project. And from there, they have to start to get along so that they can make what they need to make. And then they might fall in love. They might. My number four is Summer of Broken Rules by Kale Walters. Um, this is another one of just, like, a feel-good romance. It's YA. It's, I love the cover, I love the vibes, it takes place on, uh, it's either like Nantucket or Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, like, yeah, you get the vibe. Um, I do not remember the main character's name, but essentially there's a wedding going on, so she is at the wedding, and on the groom's side there's a, um, groomsman who's her age that she starts getting it along with and getting to know and this whole time because it's kind of like a week-long type of like we're all here for the wedding but we're also here like vacationing and so they have a game of assassin going on where everyone gets assigned someone's name and then like you're trying to use like water guns and stuff to like get the person out until there's like one winner and so I've seen this book like this is used in a couple different books I've read which is kind of interesting but like it's a good way to like get characters like involved and like on the teaming up together. together and teaming up and so it was the first time I'd read a book like where this was going on I just thought it was a very fun summer read and like just gave me like this nostalgia of like a young summer fling that I'd never experienced you know <laughs> nostalgia so, for something you've never experienced it was a good book I enjoyed it and feel free to read I also read that one didn't make my list but I did enjoy it I do think like the more that I read the less that I am able to enjoy like YA romance as much as like just regular contemporary romance. And so for like that one, since it was YA, I still enjoyed it and I thought it was good. But like there's some YA that I have read that I'm like, just doesn't hit quite the same. Like the state like in high school and I'm like, this is not relatable to me at all. But that one was good. I think that since it was like not school based and it was yeah. like in the summer, it worked out better for me. Um, Number three for me, top three time. Top three is 112263. This book 
is so flipping good. It's so long. It's by Stephen King. The premise is that Jake Epping is a high school English teacher. Not a lot going on in his life. I think he was recently just divorced. No kids, no family really. And he ends up at this diner that he always goes to. And the diner owner, is it Al? Is that his name? Al's the diner owner. He like shows up and he's like really sick. And then Jake is like, whoa, like you were fine yesterday. And now you're like dying from cancer. What is going on? And then Al is like, I have a time machine in my <laughs> in my diner. And I just got back. So it's been like five years for me. That's why I have cancer and I had to come back because I'm dying. But I need you to finish what I was going to go in and do. And so Jake's like, well, what were you doing? He's like, I was trying to stop the assassination of JFK to like save the world. And so he convinces Jake to go through the time portal thing, whatever it is, and try and do that. So the entire book basically follows like, here's the thing. When they go back, it goes to a set time five years before the assassination takes place. And every time you go, like you come out and then go back in, it resets. So like you only have one chance to do it. So then essentially the entire book is following like the five years that Jake has to live in the past to lead up to the JFK assassination. And this is like one of those books where it's like sometimes the journey doesn't make it worth it and you're like you're trying to like get to the end. And this was the opposite case for me where it's like I enjoyed the journey so much that like just like the end and like getting to like, oh, I know the assassinations like happening at some point. And it's like what you're building towards. But I was like, I'm just enjoying reading about what he's doing. And there's like a romance subplot that I really enjoy. And there's just like so much that goes on even besides the assassination and like how Jake is working to try and prepare for how to stop the assassination and I just it was so good I loved it it was a good book I also read it I don't know if I gave it I probably just gave it four stars I think but it was four and a half four and a half did I I was like I don't remember um Sierra remembers (laughs) I know I was like when Megan was reading it I was like waiting for her to like finish it I was like please be good (laughs) please be good it is a good book it's just like it is long so it's kind of daunting I do recommend because Megan did audiobook and then she finished with like physically reading it Physically reading it is the better way to take yeah. in a book. Okay. My number three we already covered, which is The Silent Patient. So, next one. My number two is Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. This is one I read it quite a while ago, like more towards like the beginning of my reading journey. And it's just one that's really like stuck with me where like I think when I first read it, I gave it four stars. But it's like I thought of it so much that I was like, I need to give it five stars. So that's what it is now. And I don't remember main characters' names at all, but it's basically... Elliot is the guy. Can't remember the girl. I never remember female main characters. Um, But essentially, it has a past and present timeline, and this girl and her family grew up going to a lake house every summer, and their neighbors next door, one of the kids is Elliot, they grow up together, they're best friends they really look forward to like their summer at the lake to like be able to hang out and they're growing up together and then they start to develop feelings for each other and then you find out between like the past and present timeline I'm honestly like (laughs) I need to go back and reread this book because like then I'd have a better like here's what happened because I'm like they have a falling out you know that they have a falling out but I'm like why is she back at the house is she I don't remember I don't remember um but you know there's like something happened in the past because during the present timeline they're like not close like they had been so you're trying to figure out why and it's a good book 
That's what really that's sold all it. I enjoyed it as well. Didn't make my list. I get it on four stars. I feel like it's like any book. This is like I'm acting like Christina Lauren owns lake houses, but I'm like any book that tries to like simulate summer past present timeline falling out of the lake. Like it's love in other words. Every summer after is love in other words in a different font. I mean, it, but love in other words is better. It really is. Okay. Um, my number two was Beach Read. The third Emily Henry book to make it on the list. Yeah. I can't help it. I just love her. Like, if you truly are not, like, if you don't think you like romance, because you've read, like, Colleen Hoover, Henry Christina Lauren, collectively whatever. Loved. Emily Henry is the author that you need to try if you want to get into romance or, like, read books with some sort of romance. Because I feel like there's different, you know, spectrum. And Emily Henry, like, kind of falls like the romance, but, like, it's closer to, like, literary fiction than other romance books where it's like there's other stuff going on in the book it's not like love bombing like annoying smut filled whatever and like no hate if that's what you're into everyone likes what they like but it's like tasteful everything's well done and everyone loves Emily Henry so Beach Read is I think it was the first Emily Henry book that I read so I think I read Beach Read and then People Meet on Vacation Beach All Read books are great Beach Read just like in my mind nothing holds a candle to it even though I have given literally her other like two of her other books, five stars. <laughs> but I just love it so much. I even reread it not that long ago. So the main character is January Andrews, and then the guy is Augustus Waters. Everett. Oh. Who's Augustus Waters? Is that someone else? Is that <laughs> the guy in the Fallen Stars? I don't know. Um, Augustus Everett. <laughs> and um, they're both authors. They went to the same college and they like were considering themselves kind of academic rivals. That's from the Fallen Stars. Okay. I didn't make it up then. So, um, they are on, is it like Michigan or something? Yeah. Like, That's like where January's family had like a lake house up there and then there's a house across the way that- Well, it was her dad's lake house. I said family, right? Well, yeah, but I'm just like, anyways. Um, and then there's a house just across the way and guess who's living there now? Her academic rival, Augustus Everett. And so they both write very different- genres of books and they got into like a little bit of a spat talking about like oh like well your books are easier to write than mine and they both have because they're both in like a reading or writing rent yeah both trying to write books but each having troubles and so they come up with this deal of like okay you try and write a book like within my genre and then i'll do the same try and write a book within your genre and like we'll help each other out a little bit um and take each other on like these little like adventure they didn't call them dates but like they were essentially dates of trying to help the other person write their book and so January since she writes romance she takes him on like these stereotypical dates that might be included within a romance book and then he what did he write like like manly books I don't know like like literary fiction but also like he'd write about like he was working on one about cults and stuff like that so he would like take her on like investigative journalism type of stuff whatever I don't know um so yeah they like get to know each other just doing these outings get like a fun little banter obviously like they're living right next to each other and so like they'd be like talking like through the windows like holding up signs and it was just really cute and so they fall in love and I loved it I loved their love okay we are now at Which our means number, number one, one <laughs> book
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Immediately, like, when I was crafting my list, I was like, number one, this book. Immediately. Um, and if you know, if you've watched any of our book stuff, I feel like you know what we're going to say. But number one, easily, is Project Hail Mary. I, this is by Andy Weir. We can go off on how much we love it, but let me give a premise of, like, what the book is about first. So, um, the main character, I should know his name, but it's, oh, Ryan, Ryland Grace. Yeah, it's the main character. The book starts where he's like waking up and he is like really confused, no idea where he's at, no like memory of like really who he is or what he's doing. There's two people dead next to him. And so as as the reader, you're kind of like, what? I love when a book starts and like the main character is confused and then like you as the reader are confused and you're like, what is going on? There's so many to know something here. So he's like waking up, trying to figure out like where he's at, what's going on. And I think that either his memory, like, is slowly coming back or, like, they left something there to, like, explain. I don't think so. I think he's, his memory, like, slowly his memory starts does coming slowly back. start to come back. So he's, like, starting to remember, like, why he's there. He's in a spaceship. And he's trying to save the world is what he's doing. But he didn't know that. But he didn't know that at first. He doesn't really know what he's supposed to do either. And so there are flashbacks of, like, him currently in the spaceship. And then there's flashbacks to... Like, as he gains his memory back, this, you get, like, the flashbacks of that. his, because he was a high school science teacher, but he has, like, more academic, like, background than that, but he, like, wasn't doing anything with it, but, like, the government comes to him to help work on the space mission and be, like, one of the people to go save the world, and so you're getting them working on the project in the past, you're getting, and it's, like, perfectly mixed in, like, timeline-wise, to like get the answers you need as you need as them. like you need them in present day. So I just really felt like that was done very well. Ryland Grace is like the most likable character I've ever read, probably. Like I've never rooted for someone so much. Like and with him being like the only human in the book, you're kind of like, how am I? Gonna-? I mean, there's flashbacks. But you're kind of like, you wouldn't think you'd be so entertained by, like, his inner monologue and thought process. But, like, there were multiple times when I was reading this book where I was just, like, actually laughing and chuckling. And the cliffhangers for, like, the end of each chapter. So, so, so good. good. Like, you have to keep reading. I want There's a fun to, little surprise. There is a the fun book. little surprise. And I just, like, it makes the whole book. But it's, like, there are so many things. Because, like, space travel not easy lots can go wrong and lots does go wrong many 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 things go wrong and you're just like how is he gonna find a way out of this and he just keeps he just keeps pushing through i also do feel like even if you're not if you don't consider yourself like super scientifically minded and you think you have a hard time understanding stuff i think andy weird does a great job breaking things down so that it's just like the simplest way like to you understand, understand that it's very complex like you feel smart you don't have to like really understand he makes it. you feel smart because you feel like you understand what he's saying and it's like it sounds super scientific and stuff so and, and they're making this movie i know i'm so excited the ending i've heard mixed reviews of the 
reviews about the ending. Some people like wanted it to go a different way. I thought the ending was very satisfying. And so like I was pleased with the ending. I thought it was really cute. And I just feel like if you haven't given this book a try. every We've had I many people. Even like from you guys saying yes. like, I read this book because you recommended it and I loved it. But even personally speaking, we have gotten like this is the one book, which is why it's our number one on this list. If there's one book I'm recommending anyone read, because I think anyone can read and enjoy this book, it's Project Hail Mary. It is so good. You don't have to be a science fiction person. Like how many to people have we gotten to read? We have our gotten family? our mom, Maggie, Haley, Ashton, Ashton, Sam, Ethan, Ethan, many of you guys. Like, I've I, I've never gotten that many people to read a book before. Is what I'm saying. And every single person has given it five stars. Has given it five stars, except for Maggie. She was she was picky and she gave it a four point five or four point seven five. Or but, something. Like, that's a lot of, like, we're all very different people. And we all loved this book. Mm-hmm. And if you read it and you hate it, don't tell me that. I will, if you read it and hate it, I will it's pay you for insane. the book to get a like, refund. Sh- it always blows my mind when I go to look at it on Goodreads and, like, see how overwhelmingly it's, like, five stars. It almost makes me feel, because, like, I say that about this book, but, like, The Fourth Wing, it's making me feel that way about The Fourth Wing because, like, that's got to be, like, the highest. Like, you need to read it. Yeah. I feel like I need to read it, too. Anyways, I need to I get into, like, my science fiction fantasy dystopian Well, I saw, like, era. an interview from the author of that book, too, saying, like, she thinks it's that it's so loved entry point because, like, it's not yeah. confusing and, like, still uses, like, modern I don't even know stuff. what the I know nothing about. about it. But I want to read it because everyone's, like, hyping okay. it up so much. This has, so this is for Project Hail Mary. It has, like, over 400,000 ratings and it has a 4.52, which, like, that is hard, especially, like, once you leave the romance genre... Like, things get so picky and dicey because, like, everyone has lots of different thoughts. A 4.52 for, like, a science fiction book is insane. And so. also, like, The Martian, if you have read The Martian, I thought that one was a little bit more confusing and, like, harder for me to understand. I didn't have that issue at all with Project Hail I feel like everything was, like, totally within my grasp of understanding. I need to look up The Fourth Wing now so we can... If you guys have read The Fourth Wing, let us know if we should give it a try, because I'm kind of intrigued. Is it only in hardcover right now? Hmm. I wonder if it's on... There's no way it's on Kindle Unlimited. Um, The Fourth Wing, 190,000 reviews. A 4.68. Like, that's insane. insane. Like, I need to know what the hype is about. (laughs) Yeah. Like, when you see... Look at that. The five stars. That's crazy. Overwhelmingly. Although, Haley Fan rated it four stars. I'm kind of like a book girly that I know on Goodreads, like didn't give it five stars but a five and a four like sometimes they're so close mm-hmm. okay okay that wraps up our top 10 list definitely had some overlap but i'm glad we had some different books yeah. you know that way our list is not totally the same and what's hard too is like there are so many amazing four star books i've read and so i'm upset we didn't get to share all those with you but of course you can go check out our goodreads you can see what i've rated all the books i've read mm-hmm. and oh, I'll, i usually try to like if a book really kind of like, even if it was a four star, if it made me feel like a little something different, I'll either like type in like 4.5 or I'll say like a little something about the book. Like those let are, you know those that you are really the ones that I probably it. like cared a little bit more about. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. This is for all of our book lovers out there. Um, we love making book related content. And also we have like some more book videos coming up on our YouTube channel uh, soon. Megan's Reading Quarter. We just did like a book tag video. So if you guys want some more book content and you don't regularly watch our YouTube channel, 
you should go ahead and do that. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.